Do I have decided, you two boys? Oh, we haven't decided anything. We all we all went our separate ways. I've, well, I was <laughs> talking for ages, but no one was here. No, I wasn't this year. Is this a show? Are we going? Yeah, all right. I feel a little bit bad for your uh, for Nick because he's expressed an interest in being on the show. Uh, while I was having a wee, I just sent show. Nick a text and I went, one, Stedman thinks <laughs> it's a great idea for you to be on, on thread. Two, we're recording right now. You're not here. <laughs> At least you addressed it. Well done. Well, I like to look after my boys. Yeah, you are. You're a good man. Um, so so um, in, a, in, a, in a move of completely unforgivable podcasting, two out of the three people that are on this show, the third that has yet to be introduced, are eating uh, on, uh, on air, on mic. Absolutely, absolutely disgusting. I'm disgusting. I'm horrified to be on your podcast. No, you should be. And uh, just basically um, hear you tune. I can think of people, misophonic people, who will be, uh, well, the, the, the off button will already be pressed. The headphone socket will be yanked. They will be uh, apoplectic. Well, in Threadland, we like to have our uh, handful of cashew nuts and eat them. Um, so I like to slag off top-tier podcasters for their lack of professionalism whilst also maintaining a really, really strong ethic of being unprofessional. <laughs> we can do that because we're on the front lines, mate. We are, mate. Oh, man. So at the time of recording, we, John and I have already done one thread, um, uh, which, which, was, which was nice, and as usual, John fixed my life. Um, and, um, mate, oh, that sounds like some good wine being poured. So this means um, uh, I'm, I'm to, for new thread listeners. My name's also John. I hope that's not too confusing. But um, does this mean uh, you guys have uh, not had any chance to do your homework? <laughs> yeah, I've done my homework. Enough. Oh yeah, you did. You you were you were live um, live WhatsApping your homework. I don't think anyone's ever live WhatsApped anything before. But yeah, I was. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah, you were letting me know uh, how you how you were progressing. Did you do uh, the Stephen Page album as well as the uh, as well as Born on a Pirate? I've show? done half my homework. All right, okay, fuck okay, no, that's fine. No, it's no, it's okay, that's okay. I was only asking. Um, I think what's what's <laughs> bad here is that Mark didn't do his homework last week, yeah. so he's currently in a deficit. So I, I think I've we've got, on my to do list. I think we call this a point five release, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I put it on my to do list. Um, <laughs> I, I did. I, I did. Um, did it when I was on the bus today. Um, so, yeah. Um, what are we going to talk about? I've got a question. Oh, thank God for that. Um, how did a Kaiser kick it? And why does everyone want to kick it like that? That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. Is it something to do with the Kaiser Chiefs? The, not the band, but the football team. Oh, I never thought it like that. Now, do you think Anthony Kiedis hmm. is a fan of the Kaiser Chiefs? Is give it away? Is give it away about a penalty? It's about um, a really just slack. They just can't hold on to the ball in their, <laughs> their own third. Uh, they're always searching for that huge outpass. Um, you know, they're just trying to uh, keep it simple. Try. Get behind the ball. We'll move it forward. And you got a defending attack. Uh, the one thing you got to do is uh, get around the back. Get, get, around, the get back. around the back and under the bridge. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. I'm now wondering if he wants to kick, kick it like the Kaiser or keep it like the Kaiser. Oh. Maybe the Kaiser's like a midfield general. 
Well, he's Franz Beckenbauer, the Kaiser. Oh, do you think uh, Andy Kiedis really does know his football, doesn't he? It's particularly to his German and uh, South African football. Uh, <laughs> as, um, as, as an aside, and, and uh, she doesn't listen to this, my uh, other half embarrassed herself the other day, not in a bad way, I don't think. Um, but uh, I am um, wearing at the moment a St. Pauli jumper. The, oh, are the, you? The team from Hamburg. Uh, lots of people like who um, lots of people like him because of their merchandising and their leftist political persuasions. Um, but uh, Lib was um, sort of I don't know person splaining, mm-hmm. uh, put some poorly to a German, and uh, she I mistakenly the chest thought they were from Barcelona. <laughs> so uh, he's been he's been correct. The uh, German colleague's been correcting her in German and around. <laughs> The, uh, all things that are happening in the world of Hamburgian uh, soccer. Oh, wow. Realise I don't want to be a miser. Confide with Sly, you'll be the wiser. Young blood is the loving upriser. How come everybody want to keep it like the Kaiser? Oh, so <laughs> that is a Beckenbauer reference. <laughs> well, unless they're, t- unless they're talking about the uh, Belgian Congo, which the Kaiser did want to keep and not give to uh, France, which is the cause, of the real cause of the First World War, wasn't it? <laughs> it's not so. It's not as poetic, though, is it? But it shows a nice <laughs> grasp. Shows a nice grasp of uh, early twentieth um, century colonialism. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when you like off your tree on smack, isn't it? You just. <laughs> <clears throat> Anthony Kiedis' uh, biography was a huge disappointment to me. I can't imagine why that would be so. Uh, it was actually quite a, a good book. <laughs> uh, no, it was. It was. It was quite a good book. And it was, it no, no, was, I, I wasn't laughing at that it would be a good book. I'm laughing at the, the idea that that is a disappointment. And, and it was, <laughs> okay, it was, it, it was, it was well, well written and it was an interesting, yeah. interesting walk through um, a particular lifestyle, which is obviously a very privileged rock star lifestyle, but also a very, um, you know, down at hill dr- druggy lifestyle. But the thing that was disappointing to me was I'd actually bought into the record label spin that they got clean after Hillel died. Okay. And the book massively disabuses you of that. Oh, wow. So the, the, the rock star narrative that had been put out and the, the press had bought into and then and me as a, as a, as a young, young kid because I think it lost Slovak dead in like 93 or something like that. So I was 14. Um, mm-hmm. Was that the, the, the chilies were, were kind of clean going into Blood Sugar Sex Magic and it was like a redemption album, but they were fucking mm. off their tits. Oh, nice. Uh, and, Lifestyles and, and the rich and the famous. They're yeah. always complaining, always complaining. Yeah. If money is such a problem, well, they got mansions. Think we should rob them. <laughs> exactly. Some wise, wise words from Good Charlotte. <laughs> is that one of your other favourite bands? Sorry. Nope. <laughs> so, John, um, Mark made me listen to the Bare Naked Ladies today. How do you feel about that? I didn't. Uh, now, uh, here's, an interesting, <laughs> here's an interesting point. Um, just, just, to, just because I can. Uh, there's no the. Oh, God. John they made me listen to ladies. Smiths the other day. I didn't make you. I mean, you're supposed you to say it's the Smiths, aren't you? I, oh. I'm, oh, okay, if you'd like me to. Hang the on. joke was set up, but you should have just landed that one. That was an easy win. <laughs> I listen to... Works. If, if I give you an easy joke, you just take it. <laughs> well, uh, yesterday I listened to... 
which is uh, you, one of you supposed to say you, you're supposed to add the the the, the yeah. I I didn't actually hear any of the words. Sorry. The joke, about, oh, the jo- surely the joke about that is what they uh, call them in Leeds, isn't it? Is it? It's it's Pixies, not the Pixies, isn't it? That's that's one of the other ones that everyone gets angry about. It's um, it's it's Buzzcocks, not the Buzzcocks. That's right. Um, yes, and and um, Phil Jupiter says a whole thing about um, where the where the the in Nevermind the Buzzcocks comes from, and he's you know because people say shouldn't it be Nevermind Buzzcocks, and he says no, the the is from Nevermind the Bollocks because it's Nevermind the Nirvana album, the the is from Nevermind the Bollocks, and then the Buzzcocks is from Buzzcocks. I never got the Nevermind bit. No, because yeah. it's Nevermind the Bollocks, so that's the joke. But in the yes, but in the art. For the show, the Nevermind comes from um, the Nirvana album. Oh, does it really? Have they? Cho- have they? Yeah, I believe, that I believe so. Yeah, because mm. it all comes different- across because the because the rest of the the rest of the piece is so demonstrably the Sex Pistols album because of the colours mm. and because of the cutout shapes. Well, the Jamie Reid artwork is pretty strong, isn't it? It's yeah. The, uh, so so. The, uh, I did not. I did not know that, and I'm surprised about that. But it's, it's uh, almost a good pun, except for the fact it doesn't land. So, well, it's the fact that the um, it's it's now um, it's it's probably creeping up my uh, list of TV titles that really annoy me. Um, it might even be reach the uh, head of uh, Strictly, Come Dancing, uh, which annoys the absolute hell out of me. Because mm. I can see where it came from, as in like strictly mm-hmm. ballroom, and I can yeah. see where come dancing came from. I may have done this before, but the uh, the idea that people call it oh, it's strictly what strictly what mm-hmm. what what yeah indeed. Anyway. So no, I've no, just been I've just been researching yeah. uh, what what Mark has just said, and story checks. Yeah, out. so have I. Story yeah, check story for, story checks out. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. the part of the part of the issue is is if you look at the never mind the bollocks album is that Nevermind is a sans serif font and it's not a specifically memorable one mm-hmm. and when you bring this out in the 90s as well the um the categories of fonts the, the categorization of fonts is breaking down a lot because we're used to web fonts where you've basically got five choices yes so um the idea of having a specific sans serif font and a specific serif font Mm-hmm. is kind of no- a nonsense in that context. Um, and that's, I think, probably why I've never spotted it. Because I've just mm. gone like, yeah, obviously you have Nevermind in Sans Serif, then you have The Bollocks. Um, yeah. And you have it yellow and pink. The, you're looking through all of the images. Um, I, I I mean, maybe I've done, um, maybe I've Mandela affected it, but I... Mandela affected it? Yeah. Is that a bit? Um, it's, you, you know about the, Mand- the Mandela effect? Is that with Ashton Kushner? <laughs> okay, so the Mandela effect is, um, you know the thing about the Berenstain Bears, or Berenstain Bears? Okay. Oh, you're, so going to, you're quite deep on this, Mark. There's levels of, ex- this okay. is levels upon this levels. This is great. I, it's, so, it's so rare that I get to, A, tell you anything you didn't already know, and B, tell you something about the internet that you, you, you've probably just forgotten that you already knew. Um, so there was a thing a couple of years ago that went around the internet. It was a meme, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that there is a segment of the population that swears blind that the book, The Baron Stain Bears, was called the Baronstein Bears, and the spelling is different. And so what this has led 
what this has led to is lots of people misunderstanding the phrase Mandela effect. So what that comes from is uh, that there are people who, who, who think they distinctly remember Nelson Mandela's funeral back in, you know, let's say 10, 20 years ago. So where most of us remember him being released, there are people who have got themselves confused and have mixed up one world event with another, but have, have, have written it into their brains so fiercely with such, such vigor mm-hmm. that they think it's true. So they, they think that they remember Mandela having died, you know, uh, 20 years ago or whatever. It's sad and, that everyone was asking to free him and he just died in prison. And they just died in prison. And so there's um, sorry. What, what, what this has given rise to is this idea that there was a break in, uh, the, the, we, we've, we've slipped into a parallel dimension. And that's why we have a memory of, of Baron's, so, you know, there, there's a memory of Baron Stain bears and then it's suddenly changed to Baron Stein or the other way around. And it's because we've slipped into an alternate dimension. The problem is because people are basically stupid um, in the same way that meme has got completely misappropriated, as we discussed on a, on a recent uh, Beware of the Leopard episode, uh, Beware of the Leopard, um, the, uh, the <laughs> notion of what the Mandela effect means, now people just think it means not remembering something properly. Um, but it's, so it's it's like Inception. Yeah, exactly. It's been Inception. To square that circle. It's, yeah, it's been completely misused, um, but it, it's meant to mean these very rare occurrences where you you and a group of other people, it has to be um, ratified by a bunch of other people that say, no, no, this definitely happened. I have this absolute like cast iron memory of this thing happening, um, and, and that is what the Mandela effect is. What about those of us who've got no idea who these bears are at all? Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, no one, no one outside like the continental US knows who the fuck the Baronstein. They bears sound are. like off-brand gummy bears, yeah. and I'm not into it. No, it some up, some yeah. kids' book. Um, yeah, make sure you spell it right. Um, but the, the the likelihood is, if you start surely it doesn't matter. Does it? Exactly. Well, the, it depends what dimension your browser's set to. Talking of spelling it right, when I was in Edinburgh at the weekend in Edinburgh Castle, they had these. They had a load of merchandise that was about the uh, game of scones, <laughs> because they have the scone where you sit where when you get crowned. I was like, but that doesn't work because it's a game of scones. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I, I see. It's really. I don't know. It's. I keep, I keep saying things that aren't interesting and then prefacing them with the phrase, this is interesting, so I must stop doing that. Um, over the weekend... Oh, oh, right. I think the conspiracy theory about these bears is for me is that they actually look a bit like lions. <laughs> oh, you found them? But there's, there, there is the thing about heraldic animals, isn't there? So, again, another Edinburgh story for you. I don't know if you've ever seen Mary, Queen of Scots's... I've not um, seen her recently. Ta- tapestries. Oh, huge um, tapestries. No, that's not. Uh, well, that's not. Uh, okay. You know, I don't, I don't know if she's ever tried to woo you and said, "Come up to my room and see my tapestries, woo boys." But um, her tapestries are shit. <laughs> she's um, she's done lots of tapestries of animals, right? Mm. And uh, part of the, uh, the the case that people try to build uh, against uh, rests on a lot of what's in her tapestries. Apparently, like they're quite political tapestries. Mm. Um, there, there is there is a whole interesting set of uh, a whole interesting world of research around um, tapestry and knitting being political. But Mary Queen of Scots, when she was under house arrest, was doing all these tapestries, uh, and so she fell into all the classic traps of 
people who'd never seen anything except for a story of a story of a story of an animal from a fantastical place. Um, so uh, she was doing things like drawing, uh, tapestrying, uh, embroidering, um, tigers that are lions and writing tiger on them. Her spelling shit. Uh, dolphin, I think she's got like three E's and fucking <laughs> two F's in it. Um, uh, my favourite one is, go and Google this later on, Mary Queen of Scots, American bird. It's it's clearly an African bird and like you could be more specific than that, mate. This, You're a queen. But the the um, heraldic tiger looks, the, the, just the standard heraldic tiger is very much looks like a lion, doesn't it? Or a lioness. Yeah, so my, my employer's um, animal on its heraldry is a tiger, but it looks like a lion. But it's a heraldic tiger. Which is yeah, a, it's a, it's called the liger internally. So uh, on the basis that that it is a tiger, but everyone sees it as a lion. For the, for, for the listener um, that that you know is is absolutely not like me at all, uh, and 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 you know doesn't know what heraldic means. Does someone want to you know explain to the? Uh, it, was a, it was a it was it was a chat show from America. <laughs> Boom. That's a I bit. think you've got your. It does a whole. There's actually a huge, fascinating language around heraldry, isn't there? So all these. Um, uh, so when uh, something's rampant, and uh, you know that, the the way that you uh, construct um, shields and uh, coats of arms and stuff, it's it's fascinating. Did I ever tell you two guys about um, when uh, we had a, a doc, this is pre-spam? It was kind of like a, a letter spam. Uh, addressed to us, and it was offering us a chance to purchase a thing called the World Book of Bounds. <laughs> that's awesome. And the World Book of... I'm just imagining a character like the cat from Red Dwarf going, that's mine, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then... That's yours, that's the world yours. Book, the world, that's in Bounds. The World Book of Bounds, because you were allowed to actually uh, get a hold of it and send it back if you didn't like it, which is what we did. Hmm. Um... <laughs> And uh, it was not particularly well bound or anything. And what it consisted of was um, one job. You had one job <laughs> with a, the book of bounds. It was. I know. It was not. It was. Not, it, was uh, consi- it, it didn't have any. Uh, didn't really tell you where one thing ended and another thing started. It was crap. But the, uh, it was a, a list of the uh, addresses of everybody called bounds in the world. Uh, of oh. the, it's quite, there's, there's not that many of us, so it's not, uh, it wasn't. Pre, are you Dave uh, Gorman? Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> and, um, but there's, um, and well, we were related to most of them, so it wasn't particularly uh, useful, but, um, but it came with a free uh, coat of arms that someone had researched. Oh. Uh, so the band's coat of arms is three uh, rampant uh, swords on a blue background, um, which is, very useful. Um, I've, I've never had the, the reason to use it, but at least I know what it is. And it came, it came out sort of like, it was a came out of a bit of paper that was quite obviously treated. I mean, it wasn't quite sort of dyed with tea, but it, <laughs> was, but, um, it wasn't far off in terms of um, printing. And I, yeah, I, want, I genuinely wonder if anybody uh, makes any money of that and whether or not they're going through the alphabet and they'll catch up with you, with you two guys later at some point. Yeah, maybe, maybe my, my oh, parents like are going to world think, book of Stedman. Stedman. I like to think this, this, this man um, is a man, isn't it? 
you just sent this to you. You said, I think you said. Oh, yeah. see, I, um, I, I, I assume because um, most men, it's, men are it's more sort of fucking ridiculous venture that only a man would get involved in. Mm. Women are too busy doing important stuff. Um, uh, sorry, sorry, you you said Libby doesn't listen to this, but she will. Um, so <laughs> cover my bases. Um, ah, right. I think that this person is also involved in aerial photography. Ah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 I see where you see. It's yeah, going to yeah, get yeah, you yeah. one way. Yeah, it's going to yeah, get you yeah, one yeah, way. Yeah. So I, used to, I used to work in a place, actually, that had um, an aerial photograph that had been taken of it. And uh, the, the, obviously the, guy, the guy came to us, got an aerial photograph of your uh, sports club, but it was. And uh, do you want to buy it? And they said no. And later on, they found it in the skit ripped in four. So they just got it out and taped it together. <laughs> get on the wall. <laughs> Nobody wants to I buy. Mean, like, no one thinks photo. about the. No one thinks about the aerial photograph in a mahogany frame market when they think about Google Earth. Are they? They just <laughs> that's, that's just disrupted that market right out from under them. There was a there was a brief period of time where you could make lots of money by printing out Google Earth and just going around door to You just had to the crop out the Google has sign. got um, has got a massive aerial photograph of of, of the the manor uh, on the wall, and the kids do like it, and it's a, it's a good sales pitch because it is like uh, a ten foot by about thirty foot print of all of our neighbourhood. Mm. From Google, from well, maybe from a plane, maybe from Google Earth. I don't know, but um, it's yeah, it's one of those things where because in the chippy, there's not a lot of entertainment, no, um, particularly not around here because the chippy closes before the pub shut. So oh, no, that's not okay. You, you don't get local colour in there. Um, I don't mean that in a Ron Atkinson way. No, no. Um, you you don't you you don't, you don't get entertainment from the people. Uh, so um, if you're there at six o'clock at night, there's no drunks in there. Um, so being able to read the wall mm. and look for your house and tell the kids to find their house because they're bored, that's really, really helpful. The only trouble is, is that the, the food there isn't as good as the place down the road. Uh. So it's kind of... The chips, the chips are nice, but um, because it's a predominantly veggie household, there's not a lot of stuff there. Mm. Uh, whereas the one down the road, you can get halloumi and stuff, so it's it's all good. But um, when John, your thing about your name, mm. I are you aware, both of you, of the importance of my surname in the local environs of Birmingham and the Black Country in the West Midlands? Not too much, no. Not too much. Okay, so in Guernsey, Hickman's a fairly unique name. Right, my great grandfather brought the name to Guernsey, and in a way, it's it's a not a source of shame, but a slight disappointment to me that uh, there are there are many traditional Guernsey surnames, and I don't have one. But I'm I'm a marriage removed from one because my mum is a Carre, uh, which is a proper Guernsey name, and uh, her mum was a Leprevo, which is a proper Guernsey name. And all these names are um, in the annals of the island's history and can be traced back to, to Normandy and to Brittany and to our, you know, our ancestry in, in northern France. Uh, but I don't have that because, my, because the male line of my family is from Manchester. 
through my great grandfather, who 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 came when uh, there was an English garrison on the island in the in the, in the castle and then settled. Um, so yeah, it's been, been a frustration to me. There is a proper car coat of arms. I can go to um, the local. We've got two libraries in Guernsey. One of them, which is all about local history, and it's got all the coats of arms of all the traditional Guernsey families. And my coat of arms for Carre is there, uh, but I can't claim it. Then when I came to the Midlands, it turns out Hickman is a name in the Midlands. So um, I've had things like I've met Kiwis who are ancestrally West Midlands who've ended up back in the West Midlands and they're not even called Hickman anymore but it was their maiden name and they're gone oh you're Hickman brilliant so am I isn't it amazing we're back in the motherland I'm like what mm-hmm. there's there is um, a big company out in the black country they are near um, one of the W stations out in the black country uh, not well and all one of the other ones. They all begin with W out there, mate. Yeah. They do, don't they? Yeah. Um, um, and they, they've got a depot and they do freight. And they've got two companies, National Hickman and International Hickman. <laughs> so very often, if I'm going down the M6, I'm stuck behind trucks that say International Hickman and National Hickman on them. And it's it's quite a name. And, and people have actually pulled me up on my name since I've been in the, in the Midlands going, oh, are you part of the... The International Hickman family is no I'm part of the National Hickman family. Actually, <laughs> do you feel you have to? Do you feel that the ability to choose? Do you feel it's kind of um, I don't know, choose your own adventure almost? Are you picking national or international? Um, so, uh, with, without segueing too much into the do the left thing, because we are going to have to do a do the left thing chat about Brexit at some point. I'm more internationalist in my outlook. I am more pro Europe in that sense. I understand the left critique of Europe, but I think my heart is more European than anything else. So I'm probably international. Okay. You should be able to get a t-shirt or maybe just get one of their old vans. So what do you two people uh, normally do on this air podcast and what should I be doing? We don't edit it. So if you could be a bit more snappy with your replies, that'd be really good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The, um, no, I, I, tell, I tell you what, I'm quite, uh, it's very nice to be on uh, this um, podcast. You, uh, you you two guys are good for each other. Um, in terms I, think of, mainly, uh, I think mainly he's good for me. Um, I, I don't know that it's that reciprocal arrangement, to be honest. So here's the thing. Um, I went, uh, I, was, I, was, I was in London at the weekend, and uh, you've stopped here as well, haven't you, John? I stopped at this hotel. Which was um, it used to be? Well, it was there was a picture of it actually being towed across the North Sea, and it was a hotel in Holland before it was a hotel in London. Which seems an inefficient way of getting a hotel in London, but let's uh, let's skip past that. But apparently, prior to that, before it was a hotel, it was a prison ship uh, in Holland, and I'd heard that Dutch prisons were quite um, luxurious. Let me say. Mm-hmm. But uh, they really are. Um, <laughs> I think they might have refitted it, but <laughs> no, no, I get, I, I get that. But they were just, um, you know, there was. A, you'd think the rooms were spacious, and they couldn't possibly have put more than two people in there. Uh, and they all had their own little bathroom and uh, sea views and uh, all the stuff. It was actually very civilized. 
Listen. I'd have definitely had the porridge if I'd known the backstory. <laughs> I don't think they had porridge actually. And, um, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a lovely little place, and the um, it was right by um, uh, the cable car. Yeah, the cable car, and it was see. So it went on the cable car, and. This is um, the bit that was interesting to me, at least with the cable car, is that about halfway across, we went over a, a depot where they were, they'd got a, a lot of, they'd parked concrete mixer van things. Is there a, is there a word for them? Concrete mixers. But, yeah, but surely ones that aren't on the back of vans are also called that. Um, anyway. No, that's what they're called. That's fine. Is Mark still here? Hello. All into death. But I took a photo of it and it looked like it had been tilt shifted. Um, but obviously it hadn't because you were just I was just high. high. And that's amazing to me that that was a real thing that you could do. <laughs> so I am, um, it's almost a year to the day where I did the cable car um, in Madrid from the the from the town end up to the top of the mountain above Madrid. And then, well, I say mountain, like hill above Madrid, and then, then walk down. And um, this is a fairly boring story, except for the fact that you, you take the cable car flight above Madrid, which is much better than the one on the Emirates line, because I've done that as well recently. <clears throat> um, the sidebar on that is I was working on one side of Greenwich, and I was staying on the other side and I got told I had to take the cable car to get home to my bed. Um, so I was literally commuting by this tourist cable car, which is very, very strange. But um, the Madrid one is much more scenic, much more interesting, much lower to the ground and much less terrifying, which is important for me as well. Mm-hmm. And you do it all to um, a Phil Collins soundtrack, Ooh. which is bizarre. Yeah. Is there a, um, a song uh, that that would be that is a pun that works on mm-hmm. this? In the air tonight, no. is there some sort of... <laughs> no, they didn't play that song. They did not play that song. You can't hurry a cable car. <laughs> no, they just they just basically had like a Phil Collins greatest hits looping on in the background. But, um, oh, 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 greatest hits. Oh, I've got a conversation I want to have with some people. Okay. Um, I've been meaning to do this as a, as a topic on Runapod, but it's never come up. Um, I might do it again on there because I think Nick will have different opinions. We've got a thing at home where, um, we, so you, you know how you grow up on your parents' music mm-hmm. and um, occasionally you kind of like want to re-engage with some music that you had uh, as, as a kid. And so over time, we've been slowly uh, building up a collection of best-ofs of artists who we're not massively interested in and we wouldn't buy albums of. But who, when you look at them, they form like a canon of British music. Okay. Actually, no, not a canon of British music, a canon of music that's been popular in Britain. Right. Because there are some American artists in it as well. So question for you, can you pick five artists who you think need to be in the canonical list of Top 10, top 10 albums, no, top 10 greatest hits albums that everybody should have. Do they have to be British? So, 
You know, no, 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 no. Just, just like if you are a British person, pick me five albums that uh, five five greatest hits albums that you should have in your life to be a good functional British person. Uh, the Queen, can, um, greatest hits volume. Which one? One. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bounder, your pick. Um, ELO. I'm not even sure there is any ELO greatest hits, but if there were, it must be. If there were, that would be one I would pick. Um, Hit Parade, which is the um, the Jam and Paul Weller. Uh, it's all oh, it's, nice. it's sort of his career combined. Oh, that's interesting, John. If you're going to be if we're talking essentially about um, understanding Englishness, uh, the Squeeze greatest hits one with the cheese grater on the front. Your, your, your choices are already getting very eclectic. You're going to need to pull more mainstream for your next pick. Oh, well, uh, that's not going to help. Uh, does it have to be um, a greatest hits of a band? Can it be the greatest hits of a, of a label? Fucking hell. You guys are hard work. Go on. <laughs> well, you set the rules. If, if, if that's not admissible, then that's no, no, fine. No, that's fine. Because um, I would go for the Trojan Scar box set. Um, which I think it's wow, possibly really? volume okay. one. That's a really good. Trojan. That's a really good pick, Mark. Thank you. These are these these are amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get these so that I can be better at being British, John. So you, yeah, I I would follow that up with um. There's a a double CD thing called uh, I think it's called Just the Hits or something. It's the greatest hits of Stiff Records. So we're talking about people like uh, Reckless Eric, Early Madness, um, Love Jonah Louie, things like that. Okay, all right. For your next picks, I want I want um, uh, an an artist or band. Okay, I was just, I'm just following too many compilations. I'm just here. following Mark, so he was. Uh... I know you are. I know you are. This is this is really interesting, though. Uh, I'm starting to get stumped. Uh, I okay. thought I, I sorry. I, part of the problem is I I'm gonna have to go into my iTunes actually because I thought I had a big a big music folder somewhere and and it turns out I don't. Um, so I, like those were the ones that literally just popped off the top of my nogs. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you want to, if you if Bounder wants to take over for a second, um, so how, I can so have how a, many? How many have you think. done? So they don't they don't, have, they don't have to be British people. They, no, they no, just no. need to be people who are in the British psyche. So yes. some of the ones that are there in our current setup are like Blondie's greatest hits. Yes. It can be as it can be as like obvious as that. That's a great choice. Uh, Springsteen's greatest hits, yeah. Um, and um, Elton John's greatest hits, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot in there. Um, even like we we've got a Billy Joel greatest hits in the house as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, um, what about um, quite a lot. What about so one of the ones I've got a question mark over? Yeah. Let me let me yeah. throw this out to you as a question mark, and you can tell me if it's acceptable. Do we need, and I, I realise this is a callback to a recent um, Bureau of the Leopard record, do we need Dire Straits in the mix or not? I think, I think you can survive without them. The, uh, <laughs> the, the Stiff Records uh, compilation I was talking about was called A Hard Night's Day, 45 hmm. classic singles. Um, John Artsway, Nick Lowe, Richard Hell, all that sort of thing. Um, so okay, we're going to go mainstream. I mean, are we assuming that people have already got some Beatles records? Or... Well, that's that's it because famously they don't have a greatest hits. Yeah. Oh well, the Beatles' greatest hits that we've got in the car is the the one album, yes. which is all the the number one. That's a that's a fine 
a fine choice. Mm. My favourite Beatles compilation is Past Masters Volume 1. Mm. Oh, the red one. I think which has got, is it, oh, is it, is it Volume 2, the white one? There's the red one and the blue one. Or is it- no, no, there's the red one and the blue one. Those are the greatest hits, but there's a Past Masters thing, which is a different compilation. It's got Ballad of John and Yoko on it. Mm. Um, that's the one that, that's probably been my favourite Beatles album ever. Uh, my dad had the red greatest hits on vinyl, and he was a Stones man, so I guess that probably recommends that to me. Oh, the Who's the Who's greatest hits, the one that's on. Um, it's got like a silver uh, sleeve with a live photo with a shot of it. It's a great compilation, um, and the, the Who are probably I don't know. Some people think they're like the third best British band ever. I think they're probably edge above the Stones for me at least. So. Um, I'm yeah. pretty sure there is um, a Stone Roses compilation. Yes, that I might is. that I might go for. Um, I also had, uh, in fact, yes, I see it there. Uh, the very best of the Stone Roses is what it's called. Um, mm. I might also. Is that just a way of getting both of the first two albums on one disc? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you see, so you have to choose. Choose. Yeah. <laughs> I might also go for um, Why Try Harder, Fat Boy Slim's. Um, best of greatest hits. Oh, is he got a best of? Yeah, I guess he must have. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does he include any house minds? <laughs> um, I see. If if it was me, I'd go for hits by Erasure, but that's just me. Um, there, there is, there is a very best of ELO. There is a very best of ELO. Um, do you, do you have just found it in my do you have um do you, do you have artists for whom you you've you're only like a best of fan if you know what I mean yeah well, that that Weller album I I I don't re- I don't own any Weller 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 stuff um on its own <laughs> um but I I very much enjoyed that Weller um compilation He's the one that comes to mind straight off the bat. Uh, Queen, another one. I, I, I think I'd be quite happy owning some Queen albums. Uh, I just don't yeah. happen to, so I have I have compilations. Uh, there's a couple of people like that. Jimmy Cliff. Um, I've got a really nice. Uh, there's a compilation called Many Rivers to Cross, which is uh, it's one of those slightly off-brand ones. So it's got a version of mm. that song Many Rivers to Cross where he fucks up the chorus um, because mm. it was obviously a cheap compilation. So they picked one of the off. You know, one one of the the less good recordings, one of the cheap ones, yeah. Because um, it's you know it's 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 not one of those where he's done it years later. It's definitely an early recording, yeah. but yeah, he fucks up the chorus and they just keep it in. Um, with with Queen, people of our age, like we we were, we we were obviously like too young to pick up much Queen, except for maybe the 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 the, the album with Highlander on it, yeah. and <clears throat> there was only like two or three albums after that, so. What was that? Um, the one that had the big Iron Man character on the front was about the only album that I remember actually coming out from Queen, which was, what was it called? Champions of the World or something like that? My uh, dad used to have a, a taped copy of, um, is it uh, War of the Worlds or something, the Queen mm-hmm. LP? But the, oh, the, that's, oh, right, that's a different thing then, I think, yeah. But he's, uh, his mate had uh, written it down. He'd write News of the World uh, on the uh, side of the tape. Yeah, isn't that? I don't think that's right. I, th- I think there's a whole mix of what, yeah, yeah. Because I think was there, it wasn't the on. News of the World. Wasn't that actually a Queen album? I War of the World is the right. War of the Worlds is the Jeff Wayne uh, musical. Oh of yeah, the, yeah. Uh, War of the World. I thought News oh. of the World was a Queen album. 
I'm not. I'm, not I'm just looking at Queen of the World. I'm typing in. See what I get. Queen News of the World cover. The world. Um, oh yeah, it might well be. Yeah, it's it's News of the World is the sixth studio. Album yeah, that's the one. I'm, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. So yeah, got to come out under Now, now, okay. now we need to know, John. Uh, what, John that, what, what, yeah, whether it was a tape of War of the Worlds or News of the World. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've still got a tape there. The um, but okay, but no, it'd be. Uh, I think the idea of uh, this sort of how many greatest hit CDs can you fit in a car uh, glove box? Um, how many? Do you, yeah, how many do you need? Or uh, yeah. There's um, it's the so when uh, Libby and I uh, merged our record collections, um, I made sure we kept both of our we got gave away all our duplicates apart from our uh, both our copies of um, Blood on the Tracks. Mm. Did this happen? Just just give give me a sense of of where this happens in a relationship. Is this pre marriage? Is this like? At the same time as signing the contract, is this after <laughs> the fact? Where does this fit in the timeline of how serious your relationship is? Is, is it is it Facebook in a relationship with? We have to. Is it engagement? We, is it married? We have to. Be, we have to be living together and have uh, absolutely no attention ever of not. Um, mm. So it's. Uh, it was. Um, it was. It's yeah. It was. It was quite a difficult uh, thing to. Um, to do because then uh, you go well. I'm, some some of them I'm thinking well, which copy of um, I'm trying to think of a, a good example. Uh, which copy of the first Portishead album was in better condition? Oh, the um, and uh, yeah, is that is that just because that one's got a price sticker on it? It's got some sort of sentimental value, but the cover's a little bit scuffed. Mm. Are you guys aware of the the White Album Shop in New York? Huh? Do you know about this? Yeah. There's, so there's um, one of my colleagues at work whose uh, whose research is around um, is around uh, like f- physical artifacts and digital music. Um, it's, it's, his his work is really interesting. The way it works with material culture and digital culture. Um, one of the the things that he talks about about a lot when he talks to students to try and kind of get them to engage with what he's doing is that there's a shop in New York and it's called We Sell White Albums. Okay. And you can go in there and the only thing that he sells is secondhand copies of the White Album of the Beatles. Oh, fuck off. No, go with it for a okay, second. Go, go, I'm going. <clears throat> So essentially, you have you have this this idea of mass-produced culture that everything's identical, and then he's picked the one thing that should be more identical than most, which is a perfectly white box containing a perfectly black disc. Yeah, but obviously, people spill jam mm, on records, of course. and they. They put wine glasses on they records love them. and they write things on records and other people keep them mint. Mm. And even if you keep them mint, places where they're stored means they just colour differently. And so the whole shop is an exploration of the idea of what John's just talked about with two records but exploded out over one of the most owned records in history. Mm. So it's just 12-inch vinyl copies of the same album that should be identical but are not. Mm. Does he do roaring trade? Um, well, it's fucking New York, so people lap that shit up, don't they? 
Yeah, I think like I got it as soon as you mentioned it, and and like my my fuck off stands, um, <laughs> so because I'm, it was exactly what I imagined it is, and like as an art thing, I think that's wonderful, and I like that a lot as a mm. piece of art. But that uh, it's it's not commerce. So I'm fascinated by this. The um, I've, uh, I've I don't know if you've uh, seen it or you've heard the song Louis Louis, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. There is a, there is a, there are lots and lots of different versions of that, and the book, and yeah. the song's got a, a fascinating history. And yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a guy who wrote a book called Dave Marsh wrote a book about it, and the, 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 the idea. I mean, there's lots of things about the, the song that are fantastic, including the fact that the FBI opened a file on it at some point because mm. they were, uh, they really? yeah, they were um, told that the lyrics were in some way satanic or sexual. And uh, they they eventually ended up with saying we they might be we don't know we can't hear it um, we can't understand what the lyrics are it's too indistinct but the um, the idea of uh, you could tell a story possibly about popular culture by an album which is purely of covers of one song and a Louis Louis might be a a good um, starting point for that but I would like to pick. Uh, so we, it is fi- a fictional compilation of every uh, recorded cover of uh, I Can't Get No Satisfaction by the Stones um, just on it. Just mm. lots of- I think I think for me, for, for bands that I saw, like like people learning their, their, their craft on a guitar, it would probably be a wild thing, would be the one that everyone was learning. Oh, yeah. I think I've somewhere have a, a CD where the Trogs have done a, a version of that with Alex Hurricane Higgins and Oliver Reed. Who, both of which my brother has uh, drunk with in Oliver Reed's house. Wow. That's pretty. That's, yeah. He that's sponsored cool. me for a 5K run, did Oliver Reed. So he was one of my neighbours. Um, <laughs> Good grief. Was it on the same night, night that they did it then, Alex and, and all? It might have been. It was, um, it's, I was once... Uh, Maybe my brother was there then, so... I was once, uh, <laughs> I was once DJing at a wrestling event. And uh, don't ask me how I ended up doing this. But uh, when someone, like, won at the end, I put this version of Wild Thing on with, with uh, Ollie Reed and Ollie Canadian. And, Whoa, fuck! It's quite... Um, uh, a sort of punkish version of it. And the um, the wrestling crowd went that mad for it, jumping up and down, smashing things. The, uh, the uh, owners of the venue came over and told me to stop. <laughs> wow. Oh. Right then. Um, what were we saying just now? So yeah. where do we get to from this? We went from World Thing. Where were we before that? Uh, well, we were doing your compilation thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Queen. I don't know. Yeah. Is there more? Um, oh, there was, there was something that John was talking about that I was, that I was going to riff off. I can't remember it. it. Doesn't matter. Move on. Let it go. We, yeah, <laughs> just can't take it anymore. All right. Um, What's next? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not the West Wing. Um, I, I see. I'm gonna try. I want to try and be up in six hours because I really want to try and get a fucking handle on my day for for once and actually start taking okay. taking charge of my own time. And one of the things I'd, I, I'm probably not going to, but I'd like I like the idea of at least going for some kind of jog or something sleep. in the morning. Oh, and okay. so that would be aided by sleep. Yes. So should we should we cap this off then? 
Uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed our time together. It's been nice. It's been, it's been lovely. It has been lovely. Is, is this um, is this going out this week as well, or is this Christmas special, or is this next week? What I think this? it's non-canonical, um, so I think we can. Um, I think we'll put it out as a bonus. Uh, 